Good evening, folks. Thanks again for joining us on the Will and Dave Show. A uh, quick little advisory as we get into tonight. We're going to talk about, well, we're going to touch on things like what's been happening in Afghanistan, but we're going to focus largely on advertising and and content generation, specifically geared towards children. And some of that, some of that discussion does get a little bit, uh, a little gross, both from a, a societal and a personal standpoint. So we just want you to be aware of that as we get into tonight's show. Hello, William. Hello, David. How's it going? Yeah, pretty, pretty good, actually. It's going well. Well, it's doing uh, better for you than it is for the poor guy in Afghanistan got run over by the mm-hmm. airplane. <laughs> it wasn't just run over; like he got pulled up into the like. I was I was talking to a friend about that. So he got he they found a body inside the landing gear of a plane. Yeah. I don't need to make light of this person because obviously his life is harsh and it's over now. Yes, I feel a little bit bad. For the airman, or the airman who was who was told by his superior, "Hey, go check the landing gears. Heads up, there might be person jelly in there." There was a bump. And goes on to the check run- it out, and it's like, the "Yep, there's person jelly in there." Oh man, this got really dark really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it light, today, folks. <laughs> man, oh man, watch the Will and Dave show for like a really dark comedy. Oh boy. <laughs> So yeah, Afghanistan, bad times, worst jokes. So we did not plan that whatsoever. <laughs> Honest to God, folks, that was not planned. It wasn't we're, quite my intent to be so gross. We were going to s- slide Afghanistan into the intro, into the bantering. <laughs> we're not going to talk about human jelly. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, you know, it, it was a week of, of interesting news. Um, oh, Lordy. And we'll cover some of it. A little bit of our news is is older this week because it happened mm-hmm. uh, before, and we, yeah, we just were talking about it now. But Yeah, it's still ongoing, really. I mean, it, it may have adjusted a little bit, but the, the crux of the story still holds true. Right. And also, and maybe we should mention this every now and then, as I was reminded this afternoon that Maybe not everybody realizes that I live in the U.S. and you live in Canada. Yes, I do. I mean, we Canadian. said that early on, but I don't know that we say that. And a lot of the news that we cover is in Canada, mm-hmm. and yep. that's why because that's your home. It's where you were born, and it's where you live. This, this, this show is an international education channel. Like, oh, we are an international talk show. Hell Big yeah! Big stuff. <laughs> so if you want to support this international show, <laughs> smooth segue right there, Will. You can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Will and Dave show for the price of a cup of coffee. You can help support our show as we try to grow it and, and expand it. And we'll and say thank you. Someday. Oh, we'll say thank you the week after it happens. We yeah, we will. It's true because, yeah, we, we do get notified when people donate, whether anonymously or not, and we can say thank you. And we do have one main sponsor. Hi, I'm Susan. I think that in all the world, there's nothing quite like the coziness of a handmade quilt. So I'm on a mission to spread that love as far and wide as I can. If you're a quilt maker, I offer long arm quilting services and I accept work from anywhere in North America. If you already know how to make quilts and you want to learn how to machine quilt them yourself, I have a number of classes and lots and lots of tutorials available that can help you with that. 
And if you don't want to do any of those processes, you just want to go straight to having the quilt with no delay, I do have a number of fully completed quilts available for sale as well. So details on all of those things can be found on my website, www.stitchedbysusan.com. Well, I've got to get back to quilting, so I'm going to let you get back to the Will and Dave show. Enjoy. So that was a lovely ad, unlike the face that I made right before. I was the wondering, ad. you're like, ah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, no, deep regret, much regret. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Canadians and the yeah, latest news on your side of the border. Also, some real deep, deep regret. regrets. So for those of you who aren't in Canada, Canada land, uh, Canuck Central, uh, our prime minister just called a, an election. So we're going to be having an, an election here shortly. Uh, for us, our, our lead up to an election is much faster than Americans. Thank God. So we, the, yeah. So the, Small the period mercies. of time we have to deal Small with mercies. it. Yes. Yeah. The, the period of time we have to deal with it is much shorter. But I would I would say that the majority of Canadians are unhappy with the election being called because it's primarily being called as a way for the current in-power liberal government to solidify their power, not because there's any need for an election. So we're dealing with a pandemic, we're dealing with forest fires, we're dealing with all this other crap. And the prime minister's like, hey, I want to call an election because all the other parties are in a rough state and I'm in a slightly less rough state and I want to grab more power if I can. Well, I do believe he's doing it on the hope that he will win a majority government. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you who are not aware what that means, I'm not going to ex- explain it because it's weird. It's from Canada. Just go to Wikipedia and look up the Canadian. Yeah. Super long story short is it allows system. the liberal government or whatever government has majority to pretty unilaterally change and pass laws within reason yes. with, a, with a lot more uh, efficacy than normal. And they're doing it because currently there's a, a large, I don't want to say a glut, but there's a large fracturing of of parties in Canada right now, where a lot of super super progressives are going or leaning towards you know NDP or New Democratic Party, right? Kind of like an American Green Party, sort of. We have our own Green Party, but they're tiny and nobody cares. Speaking um, of your government, is it okay if I throw you a curveball, Will? I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I got this this from Tim this afternoon, and I looked it up, and it's true. There's a reporter. F- for global BC. So on Monday, it looks as though the BC government is going to announce that those who are who are eligible, who are who are not vaccinated, will not be able to access non-essential businesses. I and rumor that has sounds it, like a reach. That is what is in the works. I could see Ontario pulling a stunt like that. I don't see BC pulling a stunt like that. I guess we'll this. find out on Monday. Yeah. So he is a reporter. He is he is a you know, the governmental reporter for uh, for Global BC, mm-hmm. and that he he was at a briefing today. We'll see. And we there are a, there's a lot of unhappy people, both why? at the election. I can't, I can't imagine why. Why would they ever? Why would they ever be worried about that? Yeah, that's, that's sarcasm. Even um, those who are. Who are vaccinated, i.e. myself, because I'm vaccinated. Are you vaccinated mm-hmm. yet? Are you all done? Uh, I actually need to go in for my second shot this week. Uh, I get my second one this week. Uh, but it's really easy to do. We literally have a drive through clinic right now. Don't even get me <laughs> I going. I can get it through the door of my car. 
So um, your <laughs> your esteemed leader has called an election. Yes. And I think everybody assumes he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Because he's good looking and because he has has a little bit of gray in his beard now, which is the beginning of wisdom. I mean, it does look good on him, but that's not why I think he's going to win. I think that's why he's going to win. What are what are his other qualities? He's not conservative. Oh. That's that's why a big number of people are going to vote for him. So what you're number... not is a good reason to vote for somebody and what he is not. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I think a lot of conservative voters are going to be voting conservative and not, uh, say, People's Party or Maverick Party. For those of you who don't know, those are uh, independent parties from the conservative party. People's Party being, uh, I think it's Quebec-based kind of more conservative conservative party and then Maverick Party being a very libertarian-esque uh, startup in my neck of the woods in Western BC, kind of Western BC, Alberta area. Right. And because a lot of voters are, are kind of migrating to those camps, the liberals assume that conservatives aren't going to be able to pull together and actually do much. And I think they're possibly right. Here's what I'm hoping for. And I really am sort of hoping for this, is that you end up with a minority government from the Bloc Québécois. I, I, they have again. enough seats to do it. Yeah. Like, they could pull it off. It's, it's the silliest <laughs> thing in Canada. Be, is you, have, the- you have a party that is a separatist party which has enough seats to run a government. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. So oh, I have to tell that. you, William, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit distracted. Megan may kill me, but I don't even care. Are you getting baby pictures? If you're getting baby pictures, share them with the world. I am getting baby pictures. Baby pictures! <laughs> and Megan may not be happy with me, but I don't even care. This Actually, is the I... only currency that really matters in this world is baby pictures. Oh, And baby videos, even better. Yeah. Let's go back. Ugh. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back to baby. politics. I don't want to get a naked baby picture. I'll get in trouble. Um, I don't want to go back to politics, Dave. Well, in case it makes you feel any better, Apple is introducing new software that's going to let them... Look on your phone for child pornography if you allow them access or not. I mean, do you want cynical will answer to that? Uh, I don't really care what answer you give me. Give me any answer you like. They've already got access if they want it. Like, this, yes. All it is is them announcing, hey, if you've they're got going child pornography, don't. <laughs> which if you've got child pornography, you have bigger problems than what Apple is doing with your privacy. Yeah, I think for the rest of us, it's the privacy issue. If we're going to use it for right. that, then what are we going to use it for? I don't think that our devices really have much much in the way of privacy anyways. No, I agree it's just them announcing that they're going to do it. Or they, they, they can already do it all they want. Speaking of I privacy. Mean, oh, boy. And child pornography. Oh, boy. (laughs) Let me get my big white van and bring it around for this one. So this is the only show which I appreciated the content advisory on. I hate the content advisory, but but this is the one show that I think we need it. Yes. 
we're, so we're, do you want to set this up a little bit? Our first one is the kissing contest and explain the. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to start off diving in the deep end. For those of you who don't know, who aren't uh, big YouTube uh, consumers, etc. There's a, a gentleman on the gentleman. There's a dude on YouTube goes by Jake Paul. His brother Logan Paul is also on YouTube and podcasting and everything. They've done a bunch of pro, high-profile boxing matches lately, so that might have bled into mainstream news. You might have heard the name but not really paid attention to it. For those of you who aren't in the know, they are longtime YouTubers. Before that, they got really big on Vine when Vine was a thing. And they, they are content generation machines, especially the younger brother Jake Paul. And in the process of generating content out of anything and everything they possibly can, they've done some crazy stuff on film ridiculous stuff we're going to show you some clips of some of the gnarlier stuff not like bloody gory or anything no this isn't a clip because i decided not to show the clip this is a screenshot because i I will not play the clip because it's gross context for the clip they basically they had a young girl who was part of their circle of people i don't don't want to say friends it's really who is not of age i might put yes there she is under the age of 18 in california and they blindfolded her and different people would kiss her so this is Jake Paul kissing her, whatever. I mean, underage still, but, you know, okay. This is Jake Paul's father kissing her as well. Uh, ew. So I just want to put out there, I'm looking. Gross. Actually, I'm going to put this up there again. For those of you who care, look at the screen count or the view count. The views. The views on that. Eight and a half million views. Yes. And humanity should be ashamed. (laughs) Well, we're going to explain why, because I don't think very many self-respecting adults are watching that and thinking that is okay. That's because he's not making these videos for adults. He's not pulling in millions of views per short vlog style video because he's marketing it to adults. That's correct. He's not. He markets it to kids, to children, to the youth. Now, YouTube has done a job of cracking down on this sort of thing to a certain extent, but this is only 2018. This is not that long ago. And many of the same tactics that were used then are still used today in some form or fashion. So we're going to play, we have a clip here for you from another news show on YouTube, the Philip DeFranco show, talking about something that Jake Paul did to incentivize his young audience to, I feel like weaponize them is, is, is an acceptable term. This is another amazing number on Jake Paul. Oh, yeah. 20 million subscribers. 20 million subscribers mm-hmm. to this kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of garbage we could show you. Yeah. This is – it's like it's like trashy reality television, but for kids who don't know any better. For kids who can't be like, I know it's trash, but I watched anyways because it's just fun to watch trash fires. The kids think this is legit. Kids will watch this they and do. think, oh, that's okay. That's normal. And we get into that in the clip. Yeah. So maybe explain who who, who, who uh, DeFranco is a little bit. So Phil DeFranco runs a, a news show on YouTube. Um, he used to focus primarily on YouTube-based news and internet-based news. Now he's branched into a little bit more mainstream news, still usually focused around digital media and, and some international stuff. But that, that's been his job is he just runs a news show. We're just taking this clip because it pretty succinctly explains what happens. 
Then in YouTubers making other YouTubers look bad news, we have our buddy Jake Paul back in the news. He popped up in the news today because he had issued a challenge to his very young viewers that he called the Chalkboard Challenge. He says, go to your classroom, whiteboard or chalkboard, write the link to my merch site, take a picture, tweet it, and I will follow you on Twitter. And it turns out many of his young fans did this and then they got in trouble. Some examples. I love you so much, at Jake Paul, and I got in trouble after this, but you're worth it. You're my number one and I will forever be a Jake Paul. At Jake Paul, got in trouble for recommending a very website to my class and my teacher always plugged. I got in trouble. Another saying they got detention for doing it to which Jake Paul retweeted and said, LOL slay. And I will say for me personally, this was kind of a nothing story until he was actively cheering on people getting in trouble to do this for him. They're kids and you have a lot of power over them. And my reaction to this is one, I really hope the mainstream is smart enough and not aiming so much for clickbait that they realize that the Jake Pauls of the world are not representative of the rest of the community. And two, I mean, we really shouldn't be surprised regarding Jake Paul and, and what he's telling children to do in their classrooms and then is like egging it on even more when they get in trouble. It seems very apparent despite whatever words he uses to say otherwise or sad music or just like guys I'm connecting with you kind of stuff. He likely sees these kids as things, as dollar signs, as a means to an end. And that sort of sums it up. Yeah, it's that's a prime example of him weaponizing a young audience because they don't, they don't know any better. They just want to be included. They have this 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 parasocial relationship with Jake Paul through his videos, they, they feel connected to him. He does not feel that back. They are, they are money. They are a means to an end. Yes. And that's it. For parents, though, and for adults, we should be concerned. Yeah. As this is the media that our kids are consuming. Yeah. I remember a time when when my cousins first had had their their first children, where the idea of hey give the kid the iPad with some YouTube kids on it was like what a genius parenting hack you can get an hour of peace and quiet to go take a bath cook supper whatever what a smart idea now I'm appalled no no, no shade on them this wasn't a known issue back then this, we didn't we didn't realize how how this was going to go and how this was going to turn out. But people have clued in to just how many hours of content kids will watch on a screen if given the opportunity and how poorly they have the ability to judge what's what's exploitative and what's not. So one of the things I find interesting is the amount of media which is aimed at kids. Yeah. There are games, and we'll get into games in a few minutes, although the media, mm -hmm. like on YouTube especially, as they know mm -hmm. it's a money pit. And for the longest time, kid. yeah. For, for the longest time, the most subscribed YouTube channel, which was actually a good channel, but the most subscribed YouTube channel was a toy unboxing channel for kids. It was videos of this young boy opening toys. Yes. And he has the most views, not because he makes the best content per se, but because the most children are watching him. Right. The, adults the advertisers at the time knew that and would give him the toys for yeah. free and would pay him substantial yep. amounts of money in the oh, yeah. it was in the eight digits yep that he was making off of ad revenue and sponsorships mm -hmm. it was to insane. do absolutely nothing because in in the but states the APA kids. yeah in the states the APA regulates how much advertisers can advertise directed towards kids right for that exact reason but on YouTube, people were able to skirt this because it's not advertising. He's just opening the toy that he happened to get paid to open and open for free 
So all of that has shifted, though, within the last year yes. and a half or two years, and they're not able to do it as much, except for except for people who have a team, i.e., uh, the Paul brothers, mm-hmm. who are able to skirt the legal yeah. ramifications, and it is appalling. Yeah. Who no they market to? Yes. Who they market <laughs> to, how much they market to, and what they market to them. Yeah. I thought a lot of it was smut. There's an old word for you, Will, in case you need to look I, it up. I know what it is. Oh, you know, know what that, what Okay, is. I'm just making yeah, sure that's an old man word. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a new some, version of it somewhere. Some nudie pics. Yeah, nudie pics. Some skin mags. So I look at some of the stuff that Jake Paul does, he admits, he knows it's aimed at kids. He knows that. He has admitted to it. You can take it further, actually. There's there's videos of him. I'm not going to play them here yeah. for risk of being uh, struck down. There are videos of him at conferences and teaching courses yes. to other media people and executives how to do this. on how to do it. Yes. His, he's not just making money off the kids. He's making money selling his process of marketing yes. to kids to other advertisers and other media companies. It is atrocious. It, it's predatory. I'm just looking for a quote here. I want to find it. I have it. Bum, bum, bum. No, I, I probably won't be able to find it. It's, yeah. I I don't, some people have, there's lots of people criticizing Jake Paul, like especially in the last year or two, it, this has all come to light. This has been made very public. I mean, any press is good press for, for someone like Jake Paul in his position. Right. And I don't think he cares that much if it's, if it's no. good or bad press. Yeah, exactly. But he's not but the it, only one. He, he just is no. the elephant in the room. He's an easy target because he yes. dresses, acts, and looks like a douche canoe. So, you know, it's real easy oh. to... to <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to go back. Douche canoe? Yes. I don't actually know what that means. This is something I grew up with. I'm glad you don't know what it means because I don't think it means anything. It just is a... It's fun to say. But I've always asked you to avoid using the first word and the second word to get mixed with the first word. I can't understand why a canoe is such a fun thing to take out on the lake and you just ruined it for me. I'm taking a motorboat next time. It just ain't happening. I am not doing a canoe ever again and it's all your fault. You schmuck. Okay, can- canoes aren't that fun anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> it's... <laughs> but to get back to the advertising at kids or the media at kids. Yeah, media at kids. So we began actually in looking at games and looking at the yes, looking at the targeting, and we sort of we morphed into Paul as it's as it's good ratings because it's really bad stuff. But yeah, this is also it's happening in mainstream games in which there it actually is in their business model of marketing yeah. at kids and and ensnaring them. Is that a good word? Not really. Well, it it's, just. There's a term for it. I'm trying to remember the term, but essentially it's it's incentivizing children to pressure their parents yeah. into buying things. You're yeah. no longer you're no longer targeting the parents to get them to buy things for the kids. It's no longer buy this toy for your kids. Your kids will love you. It's hey kids, your parents don't love you unless they get you this. Yeah, it's not a huge shift, 
But it's a shift because one side is old enough to know better, theoretically. One does not. So this is from uh, the BBC. In... <clears throat> Maybe you can explain what loot boxes are, Will, because I... okay. yeah. I'm still a little bit So gray. in a lot of video games these days, they use what's called a microtransaction, which is a small purchase, usually under $10 as a general rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and you purchase cosmetics. They don't. They don't usually. Well, some games they do, but for the for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to say it's non gameplay affecting. It's just cosmetics. So you play right. a character in a game. It's a skin for that character to make them look different or make them sound different. So, does it have any actual impact on the game itself, or is it only cosmetic? It's depending on the game, but for most, especially like large games, like your your Fortnites, your Overwatches, etc. Because everyone's heard of Fortnite. There's no gameplay value. It, it's purely right. cosmetic. It's purely aesthetic. It's purely bragging rights. It's like buying fancy decals for your car. It, it doesn't change how fast the car goes, but you get to show off the fancy expensive decal on your car. Right. It's that for video games, and it's purchases under $10. So you're incentivizing the purchaser because it's a small purchase. You constantly come out with new ones so that you incentivize multiple small purchases over time. But the concept of a loot box is, hey, you give us a little bit less than the price of actually buying this cosmetic item outright, and we give you a box that could contain any number of cosmetic items with a chance at the really fancy ones. Right. And in what world is that not gambling? Like, that is gambling. Apparently in the gaming world. Yeah. And so there's there's a, a ton of countries, especially in the EU, that are looking at and some have changed the laws around loot boxes to classify it as gambling so that children cannot purchase these things. Well, not very many of them. It's a slow process because it's hard to prove that the kids are the ones paying for it. It's hard for a, for a, for a court case because most of the time the kid isn't making yes. the purchase. The parent is making the purchase. The kid right. just pressures the parent into doing it. But the advertising for it, the skins themselves, are not made for parents as a general rule. They're made for the kids. They're made for the kids. If you look at skins in Fortnite, yeah, there's some really cool, edgy skins for older audiences. Most of them are fun. Most of them involve characters that kids would enjoy, like Marvel characters and such like that, that kids will gravitate towards. And For four bucks or five bucks or two bucks even for some of them. And yet it's all geared at a younger audience. If you multiply those over the millions of kids who will who use this, it's mm-hmm. huge revenue for Epic Games yeah. and some of these other companies. Fortnite is one of the prof- most profitable games in the history of the world, and it is free. I do not have to pay a penny to pay that to play that game. Well, They make their money off of these things, off of cosmetics and loot boxes. Revenue. I'm just going to look it up to what the revenue for Fortnite is. There you go, Will. <laughs> Billions. That game makes more money than some countries. It is in the billions. And it is only cosmetics. That's it. So all of it is available if you if you pay to play or not. Uh no, not all of it. Some of the cosmetics are only available if you pay. Some of them are available if you But none of them will alter the outcome of the game. If 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 any skin came out that did alter the game, which has happened in the past, it's usually accidental. Like the model is weird, and so it makes it easier to spot you behind cover or harder to spot you behind cover, and it usually gets fixed because that people scream and and and, and get upset about that, rightfully so. But so in looking at is, that is, stat, yeah, 
Whoever made Fortnite, which is Epic Games, mm-hmm. their revenue over three years is five, eight, thirteen, and have fourteen and a bit. Mm-hmm. It isn't million. It'd be with a billion. B. It'd be billion dollars. Yeah. And all of it is good from an extra revenue f- from the purchase yeah. of things. If you look at companies like EA that make all the sports games, like your right. FIFA, your NHL, yep. those games are not innovative. They haven't been innovative in a decade. Right. They just pump out a new game every year because every time they pump out the new game, they can throw in new cosmetics. And they bring back old cosmetics that were really popular and be like, hey, we're bringing in a throwback, this retro cosmetic. Right. So look at bucks. this guy. Maybe read this if you want, Will. Like many teenagers, Jonathan Pennicut enjoyed buying random player packs to build up his team on the FIFA football video game. But when his mom was diagnosed with cancer, his spending on these packs, or loot boxes, became, as he sees it, an addiction he couldn't control. The House of Lords Gambling Committee is calling for loot boxes, which are not currently considered to be gambling, to be regulated urgently. Quote, I have loved video games since I was a child. I remember waking up early on weekends and heading straight downstairs to play FIFA 05 with the sound off so that I wouldn't wake my parents, says Jonathan. Now 21, I'm fortunate to have made some of my closest or have met some of my closest friends online, and I think video games can be great for any child. I stress this before saying that I feel compelled to tell my story of how loot box gambling led to one of the worst experiences of my life. In 2009, EA Sports launched the Ultimate Team Game Mode in their FIFA series. It's like a huge online football trading card game, and users can then add these players to their teams. Better players give you an advantage, and there's a virtual currency and a market where these cards are traded, and you can buy packs containing a random selection of cards. I distinctly remember back in 2012 when I first asked my parents if I could use my money to buy packs, and my frustration when my dad said the packs were gambling before finally agreeing. The idea that it was gambling seemed ridiculous to me at the time. I understood that the chances of packing my favorite players were low. I spent the money, I opened the packs, I got lucky a couple of times, and I tried to be positive despite being left feeling slightly underwhelmed. If I could just spend another 15 quid, I thought. Four okay, years I'm going to yeah. pause you there. I think anybody who gets lucky a couple of times is trying to be positive. Yeah. Go ahead. Gambling. <laughs> Four years followed of spending more and more money on player packs, each time seeking that buzz that would occasionally come. As time went on, I became increasingly secretive about it. I would buy a voucher from a high street shop and hide it in my room so my parents wouldn't find out how much I was spending. At the time, I had nothing else I would rather spend my money on. I thought that each time, this would be the one where I got lucky. When I was 17, I got my first debit card, and suddenly the decision to spend money on the game became instant, just a click of a button away with no need to buy the vouchers and worry about my parents finding them. 2017 was the year that changed everything in my life. I was completing my last year of A-levels, with vague plans to go to university, in September, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Everything became about waiting until it would all just be a memory, waiting until the day that my mom's treatment would be over, when I'd have finished my exams and we could appreciate normal life again. I searched for any way to cope, and the buzz of opening packs offered an escape. I don't want to read the whole article because my mouth is going to run dry. So at the end, he he estimated he that he blew over, over 3,000 pounds. So like six thousand ish dollars yeah. Canadian for a game, an obtuse. I myself, so I am a prime example. So back when I was younger and I worked in the oil patch, I made really good money, and I played a game called League of Legends, which is still around today. I spent money on it, not really thinking. Five bucks here, five bucks there, five bucks here. About two or three years ago, you can actually request a, a record of your purchases from the company, and I did that because I was curious because I haven't spent money on it in forever. 
I spent almost $2,500 in that game over the course of two years. An absolutely insane amount of money. So I want to ask you, as you did this, and you can you... You've done the reckoning, and I wish I could reach through the uh, the camera and slap <laughs> and you in slap next the week. stupid out of me. <laughs> How did that help your game? It didn't. It didn't help it the did game at all. It did nothing to help my game. It did nothing. It was it and was the game is free. The game is free. The game is free. Now, free to play. League of Legends did not have loot boxes. Everything that I bought was the right. thing that I wanted. I picked that out of the store. I did. It not was a skin, or it was. Say, but still, yes. The the but it did make a difference model, in the game. Yes. Yeah, made no difference in my gameplay. Did not make me a better player. Nothing can make me a better player at that game, <laughs> short of a miracle. But just that model is based on exploiting your brain's chemistry, giving those little hits of dopamine often and repeatedly to keep you coming back, keep you buying more right. constantly. So anybody and, who's interested in again, the effects of dopamine on the brain, we are not experts. So just Google it. Mm-hmm. It will frighten you. It will Terrified. frighten you. Or it should frighten you. If it doesn't frighten yeah. <laughs> you, it should. It's, so our it is like phones, any addiction. Like, and, and, and any form of gambling. So, our, so the phones that we all have, the notifications are, are all engineered to release, to release a hit of dopamine every time it comes. Every time it dings, every time it chirps, every time it does something, they are they are engineered to do that. Mm-hmm. And we would do well to realize that. High-pitched, cheerful tones. When you look at games and you look at loot boxes and you look at gambling, it does the same thing. Ooh, I won. I won a big skin, a good skin, or whatever mm-hmm. it is you win in in these games. It's It releases that. It's like I, I was talking to a, a fellow that I work with and someone he's close to won, I think it was like 1000 or 2000 bucks at a slot machine. And they were like, whoa, jackpot, woo. How much money? How much money do you think they spent at slots in yep. the last year Yep. to win that $2,000 jackpot? I, I, can pre- like, I don't know this person from Adam. I've never met them. Yeah. But I would put money that if they're playing the slots regularly, they've lost way more than $2,000. So I have a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine. He's passed away now. He was an accountant. Mm-hmm. He was a very good accountant, and he made a lot of money as an accountant. He lost it all. One of the things that he swore up and down, he had a system that to, to beat the casino at roulette. Nobody beats the casino. And anybody who knows anything about gambling knows that you cannot win at a casino. No. You'll win every now and then, mm-hmm. and you'll win a little bit. And they'll keep you around. And if you do win a lot, they'll hand you a room. So you stay there and you gamble the other night and another night and another night because they know you're going to lose it. He was sure. He was sure that he had a system. He was a Mm -hmm. smart man. And it got to him. Mm -hmm. That hit of winning, that hit of winning. Oh, I can do that again. And... New put that in context. No, to put that in context with these microtransactions and these loot boxes. Yes. A casino. Casinos make money. They are money-making machines. Okay. They are okay with you winning a jackpot because they know they'll get it back from you. Right. That jackpot costs them money, but that is an expense that they have accounted for. Right. These skins, these microtransactions, are nothing. 
It, it took one, one round of a group of people making this cosmetic, designing yeah. it, building the model, putting it in yeah. the game. Then that's it. They have an infinite number And you of may these or skins. may not win the skin because yeah. you pay the money and you may or may exactly. not get it. And it costs them nothing. They don't have that overhead that the casino has for consistent people, like people regularly winning. Once they've made it, once it's in the system to be sold and in these loot boxes, you are risking your money for something that costs them nothing. Like, Well, and more importantly, William, at a casino, you, you have to be 18 or 19 or 21 years old to yes, walk in the doors. Exactly. You don't need to be that old to open up an, yeah. an Epic Games account. Yeah, and... Like, obviously, a kid can't punch in or doesn't have a credit card, but they can get their parents' credit card or yes, convince their parent to spend money on them. It's like it's like going to a casino and seeing a Tonka truck poker table. Obviously, the kid can't buy the chips, but, hey, bring your dad along. He'll buy the chips, and the kids can play the game. It'll yeah. go night. It'll be yeah. awesome. Let the kids play with the Tonka chips, guys. It's a great it's analogy. Tonka chips. It's a great analogy. And somehow we've just let it happen for years now. And even though it's become kind of more common knowledge that it's a bad thing it's still not changing no it's, we're no, talking it's, about change we've been talking about like that article was from what 2018 yeah yes we've been talking about change now for like going on three years it still isn't changing though and they're making huge money huge money off of the addictive <laughs> behavior of kids when when one game is making Children. upwards of five billion dollars a year on these loot boxes you can bet you can bet they are sinking Insane amounts of money into lobbying to keep these things legal. Yes. That is their golden goose. And they're going to keep keep that goose crapping out golden eggs as long as they possibly can. And they're going to give up a couple of golden eggs to make sure that nobody else stops that goose from laying them. Right. Here's the thing, though. And, and I'll be honest. So I'm not a gamer. You know that. You are a gamer. I have, Last I have a number of kids. Too, which is a good game. Who are... I don't have an issue with the game. Yeah. Except I do have an issue with how it's marketed. And mm -hmm. to wrap it around to Paul and again his brother, to Logan Paul and to Jake Crazy. Paul, but yeah. who you market it at really matters. Mm -hmm. Is if you market it at William, who works in the oil and gas industry, and he's willing to go and blow 2500 freaking dollars... I'm not a smart man. Never claimed to be. On on a game, who cares? If he goes bankrupt, he goes bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Except if you market them at kids. And for moms and dads out there, if you ever watch this show, mm -hmm. say no. Say no when your kids say... Only you can prevent child gambling. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Only your hand was out of the picture. you got to get your hand up. Okay. Only, Only you. Only you can prevent child gambling. <laughs> Which leads us a little bit into, us. and this was sort of a, it was a late addition on the show. So I'm driving around this afternoon, and I had an epiphany. Well, not an epiphany. That's the wrong. You had an apostrophe? Had an apostrophe. No, I had a, uh, I had a moment of conscience, and conscience, mm -hmm. if that's a word. And it bothered me. As one of the things that we're looking at doing at the show, marketing the show and how to get it out there and so we can get over 65 freaking subscribers is as all the social media. We're looking, you know, at going onto Twitter and onto Pinterest and onto TikTok. Oh my God, TikTok. Just it kills me. 
and we're looking at these. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking every one, like every one of the platforms out there all work on addictive behaviors. Mm -hmm. Every one of them without exception. Mm -hmm. And I want to get our show out thing. And so do you. And we're looking at how to do it and how to do it well and how to do it in a way that makes sense. And in the back of my head today, I'm thinking we are using a medium which is addictive. Are we just feeding the machine? Well, I don't think we are. Again, actually, I called your Uncle Mallory. I got I called my brother and said, hey, is it is it right? Am I having a moment of conscience unnecessarily? And he thought I was, as, as he likened it to it's how you use a tool, not yes. if you're using the tool. And I was yeah. looking at the tool as being the issue. But, Throw forward to next week when we talk about gun control. It's not the tool's fault. It's who's using the tool. And how right. But the issue is in this, there is a problem with the tool. Yes. It is addicting. Mm-hmm. So I, I went on, so I signed up for TikTok. I didn't tell you this part of the story. I signed up for TikTok oh the other day because I wanted okay. to see what it's all about. So when you sign up for TikTok mm-hmm. and they ask your interest and there's a variety of things. And so I pick sports and hobbies and news, all the things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. The first like 18 videos were all girls in lingerie. And I'm not exaggerating. The whole thing, it learns. And so you go and you say, no, 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 no. Every one, this one, I <laughs> I did stay and watch this one because it was so stupid. It was a girl who laid a bunch of lingerie on the bed. Mm-hmm. And she was leaping onto the lingerie. I'm assuming, hoping that she would magically appear in the lingerie. She was already in lingerie doing the leaping onto the other lingerie. And I'm thinking, who puts this out? But why was it marketed at me? I believe it's because in its algorithm, it saw who I was as it's, there is no privacy anymore. It knew I was a 50-some-year-old man. And this may interest me. I'm not sure if it goes quite that deep. You don't think so? Everyone that I know that uses TikTok gets chicks in lingerie. Everyone. Why? Men, women, young, old. Because sex sells. <laughs> if if young was women not are in, willing... It was if, not if, in any of the categories I picked. It doesn't matter. If, if young women are going to produce content, like them in skimpy clothing, and TikTok has access to this content, they're going to shovel it at everyone. That, that, everyone. Like a large a large enough portion of TikTok's user base is also part of the LGBTQ community. It's... It, and so it's going to shuffle it at everyone, men, women. Well, old, I tell young, you what, it's going to throw. I deleted the app. Yeah, as I did delete the app. Now I may be putting it back on if we use it for the business. Except I will not use it personally, as I yeah, don't want that content. You don't view, you just post. Right, and I don't want that content. And I have a. There's an issue in my mind of using a tool, and I'm really having to, I'm having to struggle with it. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is addictive. The whole system is addictive. It's built on that premise. Yes. Is that you will click and you will go to the next. Mm-hmm. Like I love YouTube and I hate YouTube. Yeah. Is is all of us here who are watching this, all four of us, all three of us, <laughs> we have all have spent. 
well, an evening, which ended up at four in the morning in a YouTube yeah. rabbit trail. Yeah. We've all fallen into a pipeline of, one, of some sort yeah. or another. Yeah. And it exists because of that. And that, yeah. I'm not convinced it's healthy. So what we're saying is don't watch other YouTube channels. Just watch ours. Just watch ours because ours is good for you. TM. <laughs> Asterisk. <laughs> Having ours is slightly less awful for you. Slightly less awful. Wink, wink. That's right. <laughs> On that note, we probably should add the other um, content advisory that we don't know what we're talking about. Right. We have opinions. That doesn't mean they're good yes. ones. The point of the show is not about the news or the news source or even the accuracy of the news. The point of the show is that we often do not agree, although I think we did agree tonight on most tonight, everything. Tonight was a pretty was, was more yeah. of like a us crapping on a certain thing together. Yes. The a real a real father son bonding experience. <laughs> well, except the fact that you, that you told me you spent twenty five hundred dollars on a stupid game. Now I'm mad at you. But I don't worry, I'm mad at me too. <laughs> but the point of the show is that we may not agree and yet at the end of an hour of talking about things we don't agree about, we still love each other. Yes. I usually love you, except when you tell me 2500 freaking dollars. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it's, yeah. I was so proud of you up until that point. You know what? I'm not proud of that phase of my life. <laughs> I'm proud of <laughs> things I'm doing now. Not proud of that. Yeah. That's, that's oof, rough. Not, 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 not good. So I have to tell you that I have agonized over a dollar ninety nine on a game, mm-hmm. and I can count the number of games I have bought on my phone since I've I've had iPhones for long for a number of years on one hand. I, I I can I can say the same on my phone. I yes. am well, I'm not awful, but I I do tend to like. Every summer, there's like Steam summer sales on my computer where I can buy computer games right. for a fraction of their normal price. Right. And like buying anything that you enjoy, whether it's shoes or cookware or furniture when it's on sale, I tend to glut a little bit during that. And I might spend a whole $50 a year. Ooh. I know. I know. <laughs> well, the one game I bought on my phone was the farming game. So that counts. There you, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that was probably the most expensive game I've ever seen. I think it was fourteen dollars or fourteen ninety nine, and I would do that again. And it's the it's dumbest the game, game ever. But can't go wrong with the farming game. It's the farming game. Well, William, hopefully again next week we're going to be on gun control, and if yep. not, you will see it in the in the thumbnail if we change it. Yep, and you'll be hopefully starting next week. You're going to see some design changes to the show in yeah. how we post on our social media yes, and in how we advertise the show in general. So be expecting to see right. more of our ugly mugs on your social media feeds. And if you're watching this, would you do us a favor? Would you hit the like and the subscribe? We really do like that. And we don't like asking for it. But, you know, yeah. the like and, and the thumbs up there in the middle of the screen green really helps apparently with the algorithm well, and just sharing it if tonight's topic yes. was something that you were like wow yes. that was interesting i've never thought about that send it to somebody else who may not have thought of that we or would if love you ever have to wanted it. to see an old guy and a young guy argue about stuff this was not the night for it <laughs> yeah come t- t- tune in another day for that one yeah yeah we'll <laughs> argue we're not going to argue over gun control either though are we ah uh, we will a little bit yeah you think i, I can i i i 
I may agree with like the broad picture, but there's some minutiae that I'm probably going to end up disagreeing with you. And oh, we got our, a thumbs up from Tim. Uh, expert on. <laughs> Invariably, there will be some disagreements, I think, happening, although the, the broad I, picture, I think. We'll I don't on. know about gun control. I, I'm not as I'm not a one size fits all guy with guns. And so I don't know Same. that I will ever. We may agree for two weeks in a row more than you think, because I'm. I'm you know a different what? cat. So. I'll be happy to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, on that note, William, uh, do you have anything to say to our fine viewers? I do. Stay safe and don't die.